0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Almost anyone is raining the shot clock down for the opponent when you're trying to operate on offense. Jameer Young, what a pass to Reese. And a pretty finish for the first bucket of the evening was that on our air last night who was doing play-by-play there
1: no that was the television broadcast we, oh I don't that get was the, the television broadcast
2: calls, yeah. okay well it was heard right here on the team 980 last night maryland basketball an unwatchable offensive night for the terps uh they lost to rutgers last night at home by three any long shot hope of making the tournament as an at-large bid Uh, As an at-large team, excuse me, is pretty much over. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm Chipper today. After that, Uh, Jarrett Johnson covers Texas Tech football and has covered Cliff Kingsbury uh, as the head coach at Texas Tech when he was coaching one Patrick Mahomes. He'll join us at 11 a.m. John Kime will be with us at noon today, and yeah, we've got more Super Bowl trivia planned for today. We had a winner. On day one, Daniel from Elkridge, I think it was. Um, Daniel from Elkridge uh, was a a winner at the very end of the show. Getting the question about presidents and quarterbacks correct, I really messed that one up, didn't I? That was too easy of a level three question. I had many people say Sheehan. That is like a long-time trivia question when it comes to Super Bowls, um, and that one was just—that's out there. And, you know, I, I Googled it afterwards, and it just pops up everywhere. That was a mistake on my part. If For those that didn't stick around until the end of the show or just didn't hear any of it yesterday— um, Super Bowl trivia ended with a level three question for tickets to either a Caps, Wizards, or Terps game. Your choice. And the question was, five colleges have produced both a U.S. president and a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, you got 25 seconds. Go. I thought it was a hard one. He ripped them off pretty quickly. And uh, I got i got taken. Did you know that that was easy, easily looked up? Uh, I didn't know that it was easily looked up, but
1: we did give him a little bit of time to kind of finagle with the phone a little bit, which I'm sure helped.
2: All right. Well, the answer, for those that didn't know, um, five colleges have produced both a U.S. president and a Super Bowl Winning quarterback. Uh, The current president, Joe Biden, went to the University of Delaware, as did Joe Flacco, who won a Super Bowl. Miami of Ohio, Benjamin Harrison and Big Ben Roethlisberger both went to Miami of Ohio. um, Beautiful school in Oxford, Ohio. University of Michigan produced Gerald Ford uh, and Tom Brady, of course. The Naval Academy, Jimmy Carter and Roger Staubach. Um, For whatever reason, I thought there was more than one president that went to the Naval Academy. It was just Jimmy Carter. And then Stanford, Herbert Hoover was at at Stanford, and that school produced two winning Super Bowl quarterbacks in John Elway and Jim Plunkett. Anyway, we've got more Super Bowl trivia coming up today, and I will, for anybody that gets to that level three, it's going to be a lot harder, a lot harder. Um, that was on me. But good job by Daniel. Good job by Daniel. And by the way, Daniel was up front when I asked, Did you look that up quickly? And he said, I did. And it was out there. Big mistake. Just bad, bad Super Bowl trivia management uh, by me. Um so I got several, several tweets the last couple of days. I'm going to read two of them. This is from Steve. On X, on Twitter. You can follow me at Kevin Sheehan DC. On X, on Twitter. Steve writes, Kevin, unless I don't know you as well as I think I do from listening to you over these many years, I'd say that you are the most optimistic you've been since you know who was here, LOL. Am I right? Uh, You know who would be, of course, Kurt Cousins. Um, And then this from David. Sheehan, I hear it in your voice. You're back in. Surprised that it was Quinn that did it for you, but glad to have you back. A uh, lot of you uh, reached out with similar sentiment. I guess you f- sense from yesterday's show and Monday's show uh, that I am all in again. Look, I, all I really feel right now is that it's nice to have an organization that has an owner that gives you a chance. And we don't know a lot about Josh Harris yet. Um, we don't know a lot about the very large ownership group at this point, um, but we do know it's not Dan. That's one. Two, they have approached their first full off season by choosing a structure that is more traditional in the NFL, uh, hiring a general manager, hiring a head coach, and then presumably giving them You know, the ability to do their jobs. Uh, And so, from that standpoint, it's nice to have Dan gone, to have a football team structure that is more traditional, something that we really have not seen here, not seen here since Charlie Casserly was the general manager. You know, Dan Snyder was the de facto GM when Vinny was here. I mean, Marty had total control in 2001, but that was a one-year aberration, as we know, because they didn't want to have anything to do with that structure. Dan wasn't having any fun. And then we had the exit of Vinny, finally, um, in 2009. Vinny, a great guy, actually, and maybe an outstanding scout, just not a general manager in the NFL, Obviously, he's not. He had never been one before, and he hasn't been one since. Uh, and then we got an administrative general manager type in Bruce Allen, not a true talent-evaluating football general manager. Um, and Dan was still you know, significantly involved, but maybe a, a slightly lesser degree than he had been with Vinny. We have not had the traditional structure of owner, GM, coach, since Charlie Casserly was the general manager here, so that's first and foremost, as Ron would say, what I am optimistic about. You know, and it doesn't mean I'm going to be right to have been optimistic about it. It doesn't mean that they got the right people to do these jobs. As much as Adam Peters was, you know, a heralded it, and Dan Quinn is a proven head coach to a certain degree. It doesn't mean that it will work. Um, But I like first and foremost the structure, the traditional structure with an owner that, you know, based on what we know, he is hire the people, get out of their way, let them do their job. So it's nice to have that, number one. Then number two is this. And this is the part where I've been a little bit frustrated over the last few days, over the last, you know, week in particular, or since they hired Ron, uh, since they hired Ron, since they hired Dan Quinn at the end of last week, I think I would have absolutely, and I'm only speaking for myself, but I would also say that I'm surprised that others don't feel this way. Some of you do, some of you don't. I would have absolutely taken a month ago, hey, you are going to get the number one general manager in this hiring cycle. Uh, Number two, you're going to get one of your top choices to be head coach. Will you take that? I would have taken that in a heartbeat. I think these last three weeks have produced a good outcome, a really good outcome. And by the way, I feel better about the outcome in many ways, uh, Steve and David and everybody else that reached out that sensed that I had more optimism today than I've ever had, or it's since you know who was here, cousins, um, that you know you, you dodged a bullet along the way. Because Ben Johnson clearly does not fit the mantra that they had going into this head coaching search, which was leadership, number one. He didn't want to be a head coach. How could you possibly? Can you imagine if they had the interview offered him and it was such great money that this guy who doesn't want to be a head coach right now took it anyway? Because let's just say the, the, the money was outrageous or, you know, he was impressed with, you know, Adam Peters and, you know, Rick Spielman and Bob Myers and Martin Mayhew and all the people that were involved in the interview process. But really and truly deep down, he doesn't want to be a head coach and is clearly not, as we found out more over the last couple of weeks, a leader. Personally, I think they would have gotten to a face to face with Ben Johnson and passed. I mean, I would hope that based on what we've learned, including the fact that he texted them when they were en route to Detroit to tell them that he was staying at Detroit, not exactly the most professional way to you know, end the conversations about this. I would hope that they would have gotten to the face-to-face interview and sensed that this guy isn't the leader they're looking for. In their first face-to-face, which, keep in mind, they had to wait until a week ago Monday. They couldn't do it before then because his Detroit Lions were still competing in the postseason. But I would have hoped that they would have gotten to that point face-to-face with people who have hired and fired thousands of times over their careers. You know, in Josh Harris, in Mitchell Rails, in Bob Myers, in Rick Spielman, and not so much Adam Peters, which is why you want some of those other experienced people to be involved. Ultimately, if you read through the Albert Breer story, there were um, there was really a lot of one-on-ones at the end with Peters and the candidates. But I would have hoped that they would have come to the conclusion after meeting face-to-face with Ben Johnson anyway, if they had gotten that opportunity, to pass. <laughs>